0: room for all your nasty construction boots Uh, you mean stiletto heels whatever they take up a lot of space Imelda
1: so what's the difference between this year's closet and last year's closet
0: well um we're gonna have more student voice regular guest editorials what
1: about the music and the insightful investigative reporting um
0: oh the gossip yeah that'll still
1: be there oh thank my rainbows great let's get
0: started hand me a glue stick and the glitter
1: welcome to closets are for clothes
0: Well, welcome. Uh, (laughs) We all jumped. We all jumped. (laughs) Am I that scary?
1: Wow. Hi. 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 How are you, Gabe? I'm freezing. Freezing? Yeah. What what, do you think this, like, uh... It's cold or something? Yeah, and I feel like this is a new closet. Am I in a new closet? You know, I I think so. I think the construction has actually been completed. Oh,
0: that's right, our (laughs) dear listeners. As you can see, WCBN is going under, um, in in honor of Project Runway.
1: (laughs) yes, America's Next Top
0: studio. That's right. Um,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. So we have now started the uh the, the repairs or that's, the that's right. The
0: rejuvenation rejuvenation. The renaissance <laughs> yes. of the WCBN studios. And so our our old studio is yeah. is being it's getting a, a shot of Botox.
1: That's right. Absolutely.
0: And in the interim we're in um a room.
1: Uh, yes, all together, <laughs> all absolutely. together in a room. So I, I could,
0: I could kick Arita, our engineer. I would never do that, but if if I wanted to, I could because she's so close.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, so close. You might be able to actually hear her giggle. I know, I know. So that's our goal now for the next six weeks: is to. G- hear the, giggle, of hear the giggle hear the giggle hear the giggle well so
0: aside from giggling
1: how uh-huh. are you um i'm i'm doing okay mm-hmm. um there's been some kind of interesting things that have been kind of happening in the world and in my life and it's been very interesting oh. so but um so but how are you uh, you know it's
0: I could say the same things. A yes. lot of, you know, um, interesting things have been going on in the world and in my life. And uh-huh. um, I'm taking I'm lucky enough to be able to take a bunch of students to a conference this coming weekend. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what is this conference? It's, it has a really long name. The acronym is MBLGTACC.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. And it
0: stands for the Midwest Bisexual gay lesbian transgender ally college conference. Yes, and which at, you guys went
1: last year, didn't we you? We did, and yes. it's in
0: beautiful Urbana, Champaign, Illinois. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes.
1: Uh-huh. So it's closer than Minneapolis like it was last time. It
0: is, and it'll be sunny and warm. <laughs> And you know it is south. Neither know. of those things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so so yeah. Wow. So what are you guys like? Most looking? Are you guys any of you guys presenting? Or well, any I, of you? a bunch
0: of us are presenting. Actually, oh, nice. it'll, it'll be nice. I'm I'm presenting, and several of the students are presenting, and okay. it'll be quite an adventure. I'm very excited to visit um, our colleagues at um, UIUC and
1: yes, you know, UIUC Latin- U-C.
0: University of Illinois a Champaign. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. There you go. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And and so last week was the big gay conference and this one's the medium gay conference. Oh, there you
1: go. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, so two right back in a row. Goodness. I know. Just got the weekend to recover and I you're know. off again.
0: I must really like to punish myself.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but that's a different show. That's right. So. So, yeah. Oh, my. So goodness. So like um, what are some of the things that you guys are presenting on?
0: Well, um, I think that. <clears throat> to, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. <clears throat> So two of our students, uh-huh. there's a set of students who are presenting on the effect of porn oh, wow. on on students' development, which will be really exciting. And then... Another couple of students are uh, presenting on... You should have just seen the look on Dan's face. And wow. Like,
1: hmm, porn. Porn. Mm, how does that affect me? <laughs> yeah. Yes,
0: exactly. And then... Um, what does develop when I watch porn? Oh, my. <laughs> and we'll be right back. No. Yeah, um, exactly. and, and also talking about um, uh, uh, gay students, queer students in residence life. So in the oh. dorms and residence halls and stuff. Wow. And then I'll be presenting something on labeling in terms of like how what do we call ourselves if we're queer or not queer? Do we like the term gay? What does that mean? Stuff like that. Do we so. like the
1: term queer? Do we like the term yeah. queer?
0: You know, so, so you know, really light stuff. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah. That's interesting. It is wow. interesting. I'm, I'm looking
0: forward to the experience. We'll and so you happens. guys are leaving. We're leaving on Friday, and then we're driving, and then I'll and then we'll be there till sunday nice okay
1: wow mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: so yeah and there's been a lot going on in uh illinois
1: so there is and you know we are should you guys take, a little nervous
0: um we're not nervous where um we are we do want to give let's give a quick shout out Absolutely. to Uh, and say that we stand um, in support of and with uh, in our prayers, meditations, and thoughts with our colleagues at Northern Illinois University. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that is clearly in in our forefront. And Mm you know, I have colleagues at NIU who are going to be at UAUC. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. It'll be a good experience nonetheless, though.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All all in all, I think it's going to be great. If
0: anything, the drive will be interesting. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know absolutely <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> with your musical taste and, uh, hey. and enthusiasm <laughs> and with a bunch of young impressionable students oh you know I could just imagine that yeah. trip is going to be very intellectual and um, we'll, we'll probably and listen to NPR the whole way <laughs> yeah exactly which I
0: wouldn't mind but my right. students would
1: probably not yeah <laughs> so. Right. right so yeah okay gotcha wow so so, and you. What, well, what do you do? There, there's a kind of a situation that just kind of happened recently to me. And it, it just, I don't know really. I, I was going to look for your advice, uh, Um actually. Uh, okay. okay. Um, so, Monday. Is it
0: about bedazzling?
1: No, oh. it's a little bit more serious than that. Uh-oh. So, on Monday, I come out to my car and somebody has spit all over the driver's side window noth- uh, on my car. And um, I was like what is this all about like this or whatever and i thought it was first when i first got into my car and looked out and said oh those freaking birds Uh you know they got me again and then Uh i realized you know it's negative like five degrees what would those birds be doing out at this time of you know this weather and it hit me like that isn't really from a bird um they've got pretty big saliva glands if they if they have and so i was like wow this is weird Uh uh-huh and um and i went through this whole process of like oh it must not be what i think it is and and um like well what if it is why why would somebody do this um and it was it was saliva oh yeah okay so it wasn't any other bodily fluid well and that's one of the things why i asked like for instance there was another person that was walking me to my car at the time Mm -hmm. um and i went to her car and i said you know hi could you kind of Check this out for me. I just want to make sure this isn't that I'm not like making this up. You know? Right, right. Like this is something that I'm that I'm all of a sudden becoming aware of. And she comes walking over and not even even got out of her car and she looked and was like Oh, no, Dan, that is exactly what you think it is. Oh, no. So I was like, oh, wow. So I was like, well, what should I do? So I said, oh, should I just drive off and just ignore it? Should I, you know, I went through all those things of like, should I ignore it? Should I not ignore it? Like, well, why would someone even do this Mm -hmm. and things? And I thought, well, you know, what should I do? And and I remember that usually I tell people when things like like this happen, whether you know what's happening or not know what's happening, it's good to report it anyhow. Mm -hmm. So um, then I went through this whole shame thing of like, you know, yeah. so what am i going to do, call the police and tell them someone just spit on me. Mm-hmm. I mean, like what's going to, you know, like, is this like, uh, it's like, come on, what, what's the deal? And I chose to, to report it. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. and, and sure enough. So I called the police officer and things like that. And, um, and made the report and, and said, you know, this happened to me. And he goes now, now what's on your car. And I was like, well, it's spit. And he goes, how, how do you know? And I says, I, I've had someone else verify it for me. Um, and it was kind of a very interesting conversation of mm-hmm. just kind of like, oh, and you're calling this in. Why? Huh, and, interesting. and I was like, well, it, I'm calling it in because and it, it, like, I don't know really what to do. And I thought I've always been told just just re- report it because if something else more serious happens later down the line there you, you would have a,
0: like a trail of evidence exactly yeah. mm-hmm. so
1: I just said so that's why I'm reporting and he goes well is there anybody that hates you or is there somebody that's really that that you've gotten into a huge argument with or has needs revenge and I and I almost said to him this is Dan Burns calling. <laughs> like nobody you know hates me. <laughs> like, Everyone loves you me. You know, and I love everybody else. Like this can't be the situation. Like, what? Like, who would do that? Like this, and and he's just like, well, I have to ask because I we need to kind of investigate. And I said, well, you know what? I have really no clue. I'm actually kind of. I don't even know if I really should be reporting this, but I am, and just to make sure. And mm-hmm. he was just like, well, we've got it on record. Um, you know, if anything else happens, give us a call. And, um, but he says, if you can think of anybody that we maybe need to talk to, please call us back.
0: So did you did you tell the officer that you were gay, or did no, you? No,
1: I didn't say anything, huh. and he never even asked. He just said, do you know of anybody that was... was... And the thing is, is, and that's exactly it, is like, I can't think of anybody that would do it. I can't think of any reason why they would do it, you know, and would I, and was that relevant information for him to know whether, you know, that, because it could have been a student from years ago that I might have fired or something Mm -hmm. or sleeping on the job, or it could be, um, you know, um, another staff person who, um, you know, just disagrees with something I've said in a meeting, or you know, faculty, whatever it could have been, or doctor or whatever. They could have just, you know, I don't, I have no idea. Wow. Like, there was nothing. And I looked around my car to see if there was any epitaphs, you know, scraped into my or if all your uh, gla- and your yeah. glasses broken. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, there was nothing else. And I just thought that was like the weirdest thing. And so I've just gone through this whole, like the past two days of, I don't know really what to think about it. I don't know if I really should tell my boss about it. Like, Hey, you know you should know this and so this is actually the second time I've actually talked about it hmm. because I've just I've not really known what to really do and um, so I'm in this and I'm also and this is the other thing that kind of goes, goes in that I've always heard about this is where men will not um, report like rape or anything like This I'm not saying I've been raped but it was like you know or that serious but it, uh, that because of the shame of like well I'm a man
0: violent crime you know? or crime in general right? yeah exactly mm-hmm.
1: I'm a man why would I you know I should be able to take care of myself come mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. Brr, you know um, but there is a little bit of that going on of just like like wow i'm i'm i I, should i have even you know even talk about it like Hmm. this or whatever and i thought that was kind of a very interesting internal debate yeah exactly so i just thought i'd kind of like share it here and then kind of figure out how you know what to go what to do from here just like wow as we you know uh, maybe even just talking about maybe a future show or something like this of like, well, I know mine is very minor. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. this probably will be the first time and only time this will actually ever happen. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, wow, just a little bit of a window to see what people who have actually been in a much more serious, you know, issue. Well, and I wouldn't min- minimize it either. I think it's right. still serious
0: that mm-hmm. that someone, you know, would have the the gall to target,
1: mm-hmm. you know, and anyone. And the other thing the too, right? it could have been, in, they thought I was in a... In a <laughs> faculty lot, and they're thinking that they got the wrong faculty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they got the wrong person, you know. Um, and that could have also been the situation. So, um, so, but I did look at all the other cars to see if there was anything on theirs as well. So, so it was kind of an interesting interesting scenario so so i've been kind of a little bit um distracted this week just kind of as i've been meeting with people and kind of are you the kind of person that would would do this right right. (laughs) exactly and uh and so it's been kind of a very interesting couple weeks just kind of greeting people and meeting people and analyzing people and uh interacting and just to kind of see what was going on so yeah.
0: Well, I'm sorry that, that happened to you, Dan.
1: Well, me too. But it was, you know, it was just kind of like, hmm, interesting. So mm-hmm. I thought I'd just share. Hmm. I know I always bring happy food for thought folks. Absolutely. Food for
0: thought. You know, other food for thought today? You know, we're not the only ones
1: here in the studio. We're, That's we're right. We're
0: lucky enough to be joined with an in-studio guest.
1: Yes, we are. We have Reverend Dr. Fran Mays, um, who is the pastor of the MCC um, a Church here in Ann Arbor. Uh, excellent.
0: And, and they meet on Sundays, right?
1: Yep, they meet on Sundays, uh, 10.30 a.m. Um, in Broncourt, Court, uh, 325 Broncourt. in fact. Okay, right in that Shout um, Gallery. Exactly. Perfect. Um, and just so <coughs> folks know, um, oh, that was the other thing, too. We have some folks that I didn't even know listened, um, that uh, listen to us regularly, that are um, uh, straight, that think that we we uh, we're fascinating. They're what. There's, can you believe it?
2: Well, you're fabulous.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've heard of straight people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they but do I e- don't have
0: any experience with that. They, they do
1: exist. They yeah. Do exist. <laughs> <laughs> um, so only so folks, in the movies. Yeah, that's right. So folks who don't know what MCC actually stands for, it's the Metropolitan uh, Community Church, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and it's a nationwide um, uh, religious organization, um, and uh, we have we are lucky enough to be have a chapter here in Ann Arbor. So I uh, welcome Fran Mays. Thank you great great so one of the things um that i was interested in and and kind of talking about or exploring um today was this was i mean and i think gabe's also interested sorry i didn't mean to kind of take that from you um (laughs) is um is kind of talking about the religious right um some of the, the 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 history that behind them and 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 it seems like right now i'm sorry i need to interrupt i'm hearing like a beeping in the background and I don't know do you have you been hearing that at all no okay um and um is
0: it me thinking can you hear me thinking you know I think very hard
1: yes and loud so it could be me thinking there you go um and uh um, and so, one of the things with the radical right is that you know currently they are targeting the LGBT community. And the more and more I learned about the religious right, um, the more and more I, I I realized that we that we happen to be the current um, uh, kid on the street that's being picked on. Um, and there been there's been a long history of of folks that they have targeted. And so and they've used the Bible. The religious right has used the Bible. Or misuse the Bible. Or misuse the Bible, mm-hmm. thank you, um, to um, r- to prove their case, if you will. Um, and so, um, uh, Fran and I have talked about this at many a picnics and many a gatherings, and, <laughs> and just kind of, um, well, on not just this topic, but I'm, on um, many issues. And and being a biblical scholar, I thought it would right. Be... And you
0: know, this is really an emergence, an emerging, an emerging topic with many students, and even many of our listeners who are just starting to come out. Yeah. You know, especially, I know when I was starting to come out, I, I really get to think hard about how to resolve my faith life and my sexual orientation. Right. And there's a lot of mixed messages. And I think a lot of those messages um, just encourage people to internalize that homophobia. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. So.
0: so what well, the, Go ahead.
2: Part of the reason for that is because a lot of the homophobia comes from the rhetoric of Preachers, and if the institution that's supposed to uh, help you grow spiritually and give you strength for living and so forth and so on is uh, tearing you down, mm.
3: mm-hmm.
2: then uh, it's it's a healthy and good thing to leave that institution behind. Right. But I think what's happened a lot of the times is that many LGBT folk have thrown out the baby with the bathwater, yeah. yes. <laughs> which is to say they, they've left their churches that were abusing them spiritually um, and have either not found anything else to fill in that gap or have um, decided you know, that, that there isn't anything in religion or Christianity for them. Um, I think, you know, we need to take a, a second look because everybody is spiritual. Yes. And we have needs. We have, you know, everybody needs to feel uh, integrated and whole mm-hmm. within themselves. Everybody needs to feel connected with people, with other people, um, and connected to the whole of creation or to that which is beyond Uh, the human realm and And that's that's
0: and so you say everyone's spiritual right so that's different than like believing in their religion and and, and what about atheists and agnostics so those are
2: well I think they're spiritual people too they just may not use that terminology Mm, mm -hmm. Um, there there are a lot of things that people can do um, for their own spiritual health Uh, music does it for some folk Uh, being out in nature does it for some people. Watching um,
1: Project Runway. <laughs> you know, it
2: isn't necessarily going to church. Right. Um, but you know, I think that that what's happened is because, frankly, Christianity has been one of the biggest abusers of uh, LGBT folk. That um, that a lot of people have given up on Christianity, and a mm-hmm. lot of people think that these right wing preachers speak for everybody and that is simply not true the the fundamentalist movement is something that started in the in the 1950s as a reaction to the modernist movement which was more about social action and changing the world to make it a better place Mm -hmm. and the fundamentalists then went to the other extreme and made everything about Getting into heaven about uh, mm-hmm. right. an afterlife and about the, uh, you know, what one had to do right. uh, and what one had to believe in order to, um, to merit or in order to inherit um, salvation and heaven. Right. And, you know, people on the right tend to want things to be either or. Yes. It's black or white. It's right or wrong. You know, there isn't any in-between, there isn't any both-and, um, and so they have to to distinguish themselves from other people. They are compelled to uh, find fault right. with the people around them. It's, it's just like ancient Israel did, and it's, it's where um, some of the passages that are used for gay bashing are found um, in the book of Leviticus when um, the leadership of Israel was was conquered and called off into captivity, they had to um, distinguish themselves from the, the Babylonians uh, in whose culture they were living, um, and they had to figure out what makes us a people, what makes us uh, unique. Mm. And much of the um, Hebrew scriptures were written during that time as a way of you know, we have to write down our stories so they don't get forgotten. We have to, um, you know, write down our vision of a just society, oh. so that you know there's a chance that uh, <clears throat> when we go home again,
3: right, right, you
2: know, we'll be taking something uh, precious back with us. Well, when they got back, they discovered that the people who were left behind had intermarried, had changed, had, you know, the religion had evolved in different ways than the group in Babylon had. And so they, they wrote all of these laws about what it means to be a pure Jew or mm. a pure Israelite. Um, we are not like those people who do X, Y, Z.
0: And those people were Gentiles. <clears throat> Whereas was that what they were called?
2: Well, you know what? I don't know if that terminology comes from that far back or not. Oh. I mean, this is really, really ancient history. But this is where we about. get
0: we get the rules like no wearing two different like um, exactly. textiles and and you can't be in the same room exactly. as a woman who's menstruating and
2: exactly and and you don't know,
0: wear white after Labor Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no.
2: <laughs> and uh, you know a lot of that. C- Purity Code is designed to um, reproduce, to make more uh, children, uh, to add to the population. This is a small group trying to establish itself as a nation or as a people uh, in the midst of a bunch of other Mm -hmm. cultures. And um, the more kids they could have... Mm the better off they were.
1: And better off is it also the more kids they have because usually the children would follow the religion of the parents. Mm-hmm. So the more, ch- the more folks mm-hmm. had children, mm-hmm. then that meant there was more people for their religion to... Yes. to yes. That's when you're saying yeah. building that nation, yeah. they're also and, building their religion.
2: And, and this was their immortality. This is how they thought they would live into the future was through their children, in their children. Oh, wow, okay. Um, so, you know, and the family for those people consisted of the pe peop- their ancestors, the the people who currently lived in the household and the generations to come. I mean family was a very big concept. Uh, hmm. anyway, I think I'm getting off track a little no, sorry. bit. So so
0: let's go so, so going back to like the religious right. Yeah. <laughs> so let's fast forward to modern day. Oh. Um, and, okay. or not so modern day, like nineties. Okay. 90s, 90s. Yeah. Okay. Um, so why did people grasp on to this idea of the religious right? And how? why did, why did it seem that people were so um, eager to, mm-hmm. to make gay people an other, you know?
2: Ah, okay. Well, why, did, why do people grab on to this? Um, there are lots of different reasons, I think. Um, it's easy, mm. and that may surprise you, but if someone will tell you this is what the Bible says and this is what you must believe and this is how you must behave then you know whether or not you're actually following those laws you know where you stand Mm. it makes it easy you don't have to make the tough decisions about what should I do in this situation right uh, because it's all laid out for you, and you know it's it's unchanging. It's mm-hmm. thou shalt not.
1: Yes, it's predictable. And it's something You know what the rules are, mm-hmm. and I mean that's what mm-hmm. it, when I think of the people that I know yeah. in my life yeah. that are uh, the, from the religious right, yeah. that they are. Um, that's what they need. Uh-huh. They need structure. Uh-huh. They and, need, and
2: it all hangs together. It yes. does. Mm-hmm. It is a consistent system. The problem is that if any one piece of that proves to be. Uh, untrue or proves not to work for them, the whole thing falls like a house of cards. And mm-hmm. that is a scary, scary thing. Absolutely. I mean, if my relationship to God and my uh, self-identity and everything else is tied up in this little box, right. and the box collapses,
1: right now you know, who I'm am I? in big doo-doo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm.
2: So, I mean, that's one of the reasons um, why people tend to be so adamant and, and uh, defensive and so forth if you challenge any of those beliefs. Well,
1: and, and I also want to point out, too, because one of the things that you were saying is that, I mean, the folk, those folks are also very literal, like they, they do the literal yes. translations of the Bible. Yes. And I think that that... And one of the things that um, I, I always remember Gabe saying in a, a, like a, a several um, um, uh, shows ago of where um, to be an activist or to be... Um, I guess to the left, to the left, if you will, I guess I'm paraphrasing, is one of the things is that you have to be okay with ambiguity. You mm-hmm. know, you yes. have to be okay mm-hmm. with yes, the fluidity indeed. Yes, indeed. of people. And and that's where I think, where I find the most of where that yes. argument happens is... One,
2: yes. Yeah. One of my seminary professors used to talk about our lust for certainty. Yes. We want to know we I'm are I'm certain right. that I
0: lust? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or is that different?
1: Uh, that's different. Oh.
2: That's different, Yeah. Yeah, that's different, but it's probably related. I don't know. You're right, right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, so I I started off talking about uh, seeing the world as either or. And um, one of the things that they've done then is taken some of these rules from ancient Israel and uh, tried to apply them to... Today, as though this book was written by a single author, you know, last week, when actually it's a book that was written by um, hundreds of different people at different time periods, uh, two different cultures, about different issues. um, And so to take a, a, a verse from Leviticus that's really talking about separating the people of israel from the people around them and say well this is what the bible says and this is how we have to act right you know that is not being respectful of the text
1: right right
2: and i don't think anybody actually reads literally Uh,
1: yes hold on just a second hi alex how are you
4: Okay. Good. <laughs> I was driving in and listening, and I had a comment. Oh, okay. Good. And I thought I could call in, but that's not hooked up yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
1: oh, so, oh, so, all the phone calls we encourage people to do—that's no. why it's not ringing off the hook.
4: <laughs> yeah. So, when well, you're talking about, you're talking about the history of, re- we can Talking hear you- about the history of religion. Oh, yes. I'm up. I'm up. Okay. You're talking about the history of religion and how some of these rules mm-hmm. got started when the religions were very young mm-hmm. and yeah. they had reasons for them. Yes. Yeah. And but they're still being followed literally today.
2: Well Or sort mm, of. Some people think so.
4: Anyway, but they're still there yeah. in people's psyches yeah. and in the religion's right. zeitgeist or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Sure. Yeah. And it just it just struck me that this is, this sounds to me exactly like the definition of neurosis. Which oh. someone <laughs> told me once was a neurosis is a behavior, usually a coping behavior or a mechanism that you use to get through some sort of childhood trauma or incident, mm-hmm. a behavior that you developed in order to cope with the whatever situation you're in. For instance, if you had an alcoholic parent or something, yeah. you developed this way of disappearing from the situation or whatever. Oh, right. And then when you grow up, and it's no longer necessary... To have to use this behavior in order to survive, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it just becomes sure. excess baggage and it gets actually gets mm-hmm. in your way. And that was this person's definition of what a neurosis mm-hmm. is. Interesting. And it sounds just like what you're talking about. It sounds like these religions are hanging on to these traditions and mm-hmm. And rules and things that are no longer necessary, no longer necessary or valid, right. mm-hmm. but they mm-hmm. still cling to them. Interesting. Yes. yes. And, sh- and, and we're not saying that all
1: religions and all religious mm-hmm. people are neurosis. No, oh, no, right. right, right and, yeah. and we're talking about specific. I think like we're, the religious oh. right. I, I do want to make the sure the blind
0: that, literal. Yeah. Sort of, oh. I, I,
1: I want to make sure. Yeah. That's, I guess maybe I should have defined what I meant by the religious right. Is yeah. I'm not talking about some of the folks, like you know that are like like I'm not talking about the MCC Church. I mean <laughs> you know that that I mean yeah. that we're not. I'm talking about the folks that are actually harming our community, sure. like we'll be talking in the next segment, like Fred Phelps, mm-hmm. and, um, and
2: and you know what I found, Dan, that most of the people who will say the Bible teaches that this, the Bible says that God hates homosexuality or something like that, mm-hmm. have never studied the Bible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're just repeating what they've heard somebody else say, what they've heard a, a pastor or radio preacher or somebody else say.
0: So it's not that people are taking or looking at it critically. They're looking at it literally. Well, or okay.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, you I did can, not take
0: Fran's class, clearly. If, <laughs> you, t-
2: if you take, a, you know, verses from here and there that were written for different times and different places and different situations and put them together you can find almost anything. You know, there's a verse in the Bible that says Judas went out and hanged himself. Mm-hmm. There's another one that says, go and do thou likewise. Right. Now, I don't think we want to put those two things no, together. No, I don't either. Absolutely. But it's, you know, it's almost that, um, that ridiculous.
1: Yeah. <laughs> to, yeah.
2: You know, I, I mean, I'm not trying to be unkind. These people are... are
1: Well, but I think that that's exactly it, and this is where I think we can get to in the next segment, Mm -hmm. um, because we're going to take a a music break, um, and... um and, and talk about that of just like, you know, what are some of the t- the, the literal um, things that they are taking from the Bible okay, and, and sure. kind of talk about that of how. And I think one of the things that we talked in the uh, before we got on the air of just like, uh, but both sides are mm-hmm. using the Bible. And that's mm-hmm. what's yes, so interesting. Absolutely. So.
3: absolutely. You know, I just want to mention, I,
0: I was listening to uh, uh, NPR recently. And, really? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I love it when you do so this. So AJ Jacobs um, is um, a commentator. Common commentator, yeah, commentator, yep. and he a common potato, a common potato. Uh, it's the year of the potato, Dan. It is, see? and so um, he wrote. He he was this guy who read encyclopedia. Britannica from cover to cover to cover to cover. Wow. So he also he just wrote this book called A Year of Living Biblically where he follows every single rule in the Bible.
1: Wow. And
0: apparently it's very funny because like for example like you can't sit in the same seat as a woman who is menstruating. Right. So his wife would sit in every seat in the house. <laughs> So, um, and, oh, and he was saying that after a year, like he couldn't shave his beard because uh-huh. that's another. And people kept saying like, "Oh, you look like Moses or Abe Lincoln or Ted, Ted Kaczynski or all three Right. so, right. so Interesting. I, I think I'm going to pick this up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. that's mm-hmm. interesting. So let's, see. so let's take a quick break. Absolutely. Um, you're listening to WCBN FM in Ann Arbor. Close for close. And when we come back, I want to talk about religious violence, the spiritual violence. So we'll be right back.
5: Used to be one of the rotten ones And I liked you for that Used to be one of the rotten ones And I liked you for that Used to be one of the rotten ones And I liked you for that Now you're all gone, got your makeup on And you're not coming back it's come back Used to be one of the right ones And I liked you for that
0: Back, are listening to what are you so, to? Are listening to
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, but we still don't know sometimes. <laughs> uh,
0: and that was um, Broken Social Scene, uh, this like indie super rock pop group collective oh. from Canada. And that that song's called Anthems for a 17-year-old girl. It's one of my faves. It's a very chill song. It's funny because I'm sure that many of our CBN listeners have heard that song before. Arita likes that song a lot, don't you? Yeah, Yeah, she still won't Google. Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) But... um, Uh, it's funny because our guest Fran um, said, is that the Chipmunks?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it
0: is It is
1: the Chipmunks. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I even wow. thought we were playing at a different speed right. or something like this. <laughs> I was like, uh-oh. Well, one but, of
2: the things I freely admit is that I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know,
2: I mean... I guess I'd have to be to remember the
3: chipmunks.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, they just came out
1: with a movie. They did. Lucky us. That's right. That's
0: right. right. So so right before the break we were talking about sort of this taking out of context of different Mm -hmm. things from Mm -hmm. the Bible, right?
2: Right. Yes. Yes, exactly. And
1: one of the things we were talking about is like, yeah, so where it talks about Judas and and how he hung himself and at the same time the Bible said this is something you know, to encourage, it's like, wait a minute here. Like what's, what's going on with that? But there are other things like for instance, like with women that how women, um, and how, how families deal with like the rape of women. And, and, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. um, I, I think we were talking about where, um, that women are treated as property, that it's mm-hmm. not necessarily, yes. and it's, it's actually mm. in the Bible. um, of the role of the woman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: But, you know, it's not as though everything you read in the Bible is going to be consistent either because right. the culture changed and the the writings changed as time went on. Hmm. Uh, but during the times when the Hebrew scriptures were written, certainly uh, women were property. Right. Um, actually, that went on, you know, in the Roman Empire, women were property mm-hmm. in uh, you know for a long long time in history right right <laughs> women were the property of men and uh if a woman was was raped or was you know had sex before marriage um then it was her brother or her father who had to be compensated for the loss of the value of this woman mm-hmm. um as you know as property right uh you know, the whole business of monogamy, mono means one, gammy is gamete, is the seed, the, the semen. Oh, I do um, know that. And so it was to ensure that this man's seed was not adulterated or mixed huh. with some other guy. Hmm. Um,
1: Interesting.
0: I have learned something today.
1: Yeah, I was like, wow, I didn't <laughs> know that that's what that was sure, from.
2: Sure, sure. Well, you know, the belief, the belief in extreme ancient times, mm-hmm. prehistory, was that women made babies out of menstrual fluid.
1: Wow. And so,
2: you know, a man, intercourse was necessary to trigger the process, but the baby was hers.
1: Interesting. Hmm. Hmm.
2: And these tended to be matrilineal and matrilocal um, societies. And you can see throughout the, the Hebrew scriptures the tension between um, that belief and the belief that came to be accepted that semen contained tiny little people.
1: Interesting.
2: Called a homunculus. And so, of course, children belong to the man, they came from his body. Hmm. The woman it was, was the garden uh-huh. in which this seed was planted. Okay. So, I mean, now that we have microscopes and we know that it takes two right. to make a new one.
1: Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> well, at least
2: most of the time it does. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, <clears throat> we won't get into right.
1: Right. That's another program. Artificial reproductive techniques. Yeah, that's right.
2: But, uh, in the normal course of things. Right. in The usual course of things. Um. Yeah, it takes both male and female to reproduce. Um, and so, you know, the question of who owns children or who owns women is very anachronistic. It's like, right. what? Well, and <laughs> you the, know?
1: exactly. And one of the things that, you know, we were sharing, uh, again, before mm-hmm. we got on the air, is one of the things is that, that you reminded me about how we had to remember when every time we we read um something from the bible that we need to re- understand who it was being written to yes and 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 what was going on historically at that time mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and one yes. of the examples yes. that you had given me was regarding how when with the the fo- when christianity was converting folks that were um uh pagan mm-hmm. that one of the things was is that it was very um um celebratory you know pagan rituals can be very spirit, uh, uh, celebratory and things like this and yet Um, when they had to go into the church, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, we had to be quiet. And Mm -hmm. so they made rules saying, you know, that a woman must be always silent or must be quiet. And did I interpret that? Did I paraphrase that correctly?
2: Uh, Yeah, sort of. Okay, so please help me. Pretty close. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Exactly. Yes, exactly.
2: Sure, sure. Well, this this is a, a passage from Corinthians that has to do with women. And, you know, women should be quiet in church and should ask their husbands when they get home. Um, and this was because this was a culturally new thing for men and women to be in the same room uh, worshiping at the same time. Um, and they, the women were on one side of the room and the men on the other, and they were calling out their questions and their comments and so forth in the middle of everything. Um, and so Paul, the writer of the book, says, you know, women should be quiet in church. Mm. Um, Paul had female um, companions and co-workers uh, and so forth. So he obviously didn't think that women should always remain silent. This right. was a dealing with a specific problem at a specific time.
1: Interesting.
2: And and what people try to do is take those things and apply them uh, to modern day questions. And the problem with that is that throughout history. In all of the great issues from, you know, divine right of kings to um, slavery to the role of women to, um, in in today's uh, world, uh, sexual orientation issues, people, good Christian, religious, Bible-believing people have looked at these issues and come to opposite conclusions. Yes. The people who supported slavery found a lot of things in the Bible to back up their point of view. The abolitionists also found things in the Bible to back up their point of view. Mm. And one of the things that happens, I think, is that the, um, the the people who are literalists, the people who think that they understand, they and they alone understand what the Bible says, what it means by what it says, and so forth... Um, they tend to accuse people who are more moderate or liberal of trying to destroy the Bible or trying to um, you know, tear it down or something. And, and this really isn't true at all. Mm. <laughs> uh, it's just a way of saying that a tec- any text, anything written down that I'm reading mm-hmm. comes to me through a lot of different filters. Right. The person who wrote it had to... Decide what was important enough to write down. Mm, And there is no uninterpreted history if you're talking about written history. Right. Because the writer decided what was Who was the hero.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and
2: wrote from a point of view. When I then come and read that text, I'm also reading from a point of view. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... So are these people who think that they are defending the Bible when they defend a literalist kind uh. of interpretation. It's it's their way of reading the Bible that they're really defending.
0: What do they think if 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 they don't defend it? What do you think th- what do they think happens? Well, do we hmm. blow up?
1: <clears throat> I, don't, I don't understand.
2: Uh <laughs> no, I guess we just all go to hell, I think. Um, oh, oh that. Well, yeah. Yeah,
1: that. <laughs> yeah really. Uh, yeah. Well, that's true. I mean, that's what they think that they are saving. Yeah, right. I mean, just as, as I've talked to some folks that I alluded to earlier mm-hmm. in the program mm-hmm. of just, you know, so the folks that I know, I mean, it's like, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're they they mm-hmm. remind me of how they, they love the sinner, but not the sin and that they're just, they, that they're doing tough love just because they, they want to, to join me in heaven. Hmm. You know um, that.
0: You know. So you know. We gave a shout out to NIU, right? Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I read something super disturbing that uh, Fred Phelps, who is an anti-gay minister mm-hmm. right. from Westboro. Uh, Westboro Baptist Church in Topeka, Kansas, yep. mm-hmm. um, is protesting the NIU memorial service. Are
1: you? I did not know this. Yeah, and and, and why? What is the justification? I'm sorry. I'm just. I just got my hairs going. Okay. <laughs> so
0: he thinks that uh, that this violence has happened because America, quote unquote, accepts gays. Now.
2: That I wow. mean can't really believe that. That's a pretty long stretch. Absolutely. That's, that's a, yeah. Do that's, we know anything about the sexual orientation of any of the and victims I don't, no, or I don't, the no. uh, right. perpetrator? I don't. Unless think God we do. told them. I mean, that was yeah. <laughs> well, you know. The, but this this is part of of a campaign to scare people. Yes. To scare people because. You know, if, um, if it's our fault, if it's the fault of the gay, lesbian community that um, students are getting shot and, you know, um, hurricanes are happening and so forth and all of the, the really nutty things, excuse me, right. that some of these, uh, these 1 people 1. have said,
3: yeah.
2: um, then we're scary people. Yeah. If we had that power. Exactly. You know? Uh, Absolutely,
1: and that's and that's very interesting too because you're right because when I think about um, um, Jerry Falwell when he accused people of what happened on 9 11, mm-hmm. I mean he included mm-hmm. all the mm-hmm. groups that the radical right or the ra- mm-hmm. religious right, you know, mm-hmm. have been targeting mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. and and I thought, wow, that that's really yeah exactly, yeah. and yeah. and how fear mongering um they 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 have to create that mm-hmm. to um to be able to fight against something isn't that
2: mm-hmm. well these people want this to be they say that this is a christian nation um and that it was founded as a christian nation and that's that's lousy history yes but um they want to be in power they want to control things they want this country run by the Bible, by which they mean by their interpretation of the Bible. Right. Um, and, I mean, some of them have even said that the Scripture demands that um, gay men be executed right. and that this is the will of God and, and so forth. You know, any time you're, you're trying to go to war against someone or something, one of the first things that happens is that you, you relabel it. Oh yeah. You name it something else. Right. So that you don't have to be concerned about, you know, you don't have to remember that who you're shooting at or who you're talking about is somebody's father, mother, sister, brother, child. You know, and it's the same right. thing with the rhetoric against the LGBT community. It's yes. sort of like, you know, if they can call us fags or they can call us something else right. that that equals not quite human or at least not, um, you know, not defensible, whatever, um, then they turn us into enemy. And the yeah, yeah the anti-gay rhetoric leads, I think, leads pretty directly to violence.
1: Absolutely. Words, Absolutely.
2: You know, I mean, we say sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. And I don't know that that's true. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm.
1: uh-uh. Not at
0: all. Because... <laughs>
2: Yeah, because that's one of the first things we do. We invent a name for the enemy. Yes, you know, we we talked about the Japs in World War II, yep. and we talked, you know, yep. various the, other the things. Cr- the that communists
1: of you know nineteen fifties when mm-hmm. yeah exactly
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that yeah. they're a
1: godless society.
2: Yeah, they were the commies. Yeah, but but you know, and, and that's the that's a reason we don't use the N word anymore mm. because to use that word is to imply this is a group of of. Non-humans, almost. This right. is a group of lesser beings, right? And if we can call them this N-word, then right. you know, then that—that's uh, not that just becomes a
1: a, it makes them put down, mm-hmm. but it's
2: an yep. excuse.
1: Yes.
0: So what to do we
2: discriminate?
1: So what do we do?
0: How do we how do we combat this religious yeah. violence, this spiritual violence?
2: Well, uh, that's a tough one. I think, and I have believed for a long time... Dance. That's, that's what we do. We <laughs> just dance.
1: <laughs>
2: well, you're not far off. Oh, oh there uh, you go.
1: So you're brilliant.
2: No, I, you know, I think that um, arguments are not going to do it. Mm. Arguments are not going to win the day. Right. I mean, I can play Bible verse poker with these folks and, right. you know, trade you two Galatians for one Leviticus or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> But I love it.
0: Yes. I'll raise you a Genesis. <laughs> yeah.
2: But all that does is, is lock people into their position and make them defensive. Yeah. And it doesn't really convince anybody on either side of anything. Right. I think what changes people's minds is when their hearts are changed. When they meet, when they f- discover that they know and like... People who are lesbian or gay or bisexual or transgender or whatever who are in this group of other,
3: Mm
2: -hmm. uh, you know, something's got to give. Absolutely, they they either have to change their mind or you know, I mean, sometimes the first thing that happens is they say, "Well, this person's the exception. He's not like Um, all of the rest of them." You're one of the good ones. You're one of the good ones. Right. Right. and you know sadly i think we sometimes do that in the, in the gay community too at
1: oh yes at
2: least i'm not x
1: yes you know i Absolutely. may be this but
2: i'm not that that's right and and you know try to kind of justify ourselves by putting somebody else down mm-hmm. you know it's it's been said that if you're throwing mud you're losing ground right and um yeah. and i think that's true so i i don't think we're going to fix homophobia with arguments, I think we we have to press for just laws, for you know, equal human rights for everybody in this country. We right. say we're a, a country of liberty and justice for all. We need to put that into operation because that's not true.
1: And we have to we have to actually. I I, I like to add to that is that we we do need to um, make sure that all is underlined I mean that it is for all Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. because I think that um, and one of the things that motivated me for this topic was that you know first it was slavery, then it sure. was women 's rights and as those things have have become like uh, that it 's not acceptable to treat people as property to mm-hmm. treat you know that we mm-hmm. do need to treat people as as equals, that they moved on to the next group and one mm-hmm. of my worries is is that I think that we 're coming close to an era or um, of where um, LGBT folks or queers are going to be. Um, equal and and have um, and, and be accepted and they're going to move on to the next group and I think mm-hmm. that that's where we need to be thinking ahead in a lot of our and I'm thinking much broader as in coalition building but I think even in our own personal lives of you know who's going to be the next person they're going after mm-hmm. um, to, to make sure that they have that, that evil to fight against and and i think you're right i think you're that we're not going to win it um, with uh, a battle axe and a you know and, and and violence but i think you're right i mean the the that i I've, I've i've definitely won more conversations with people through love or mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. understanding sure. than
2: you know dan we need both we need some people who are fanatically out there waving the flag we're here we're queer get used to it um, because if nothing changes nothing changes. Absolutely. Yeah. So we need those people to be yep. raising the issue. Yes. You know, we needed like we needed Malcolm X. Yes. Yep. <laughs> back in the in the 50s and um and then we we need the Martin Luther Kings, the people who will be one on one who will be the reasonable, rational um you know see we're not really all that scary after all are we
3: right uh, right people.
2: yeah you know we we need both of those things absolutely but i think it's it's the the best thing that anybody can do to try to reduce the anti gay rhetoric is to to just tell your story tell your right. story to these people you know if they say you're you're a rebel against god and you're you know you say Well, gee, no, I'm not. You know, I just had a conversation with God a few minutes ago, and, you know, we got along pretty well. That's right. You know, just, yes. uh, Yes. you know, they can't really argue with your experience because it's your experience. Yes. They can argue with your ideas. They can.
1: Intellect, rationality, but feelings and experiences. Yeah.
2: You know, I can't
1: take away someone
0: else's experience.
2: That's right. That's right.
0: So, gotcha. And that's a tall order. But we can do it. Oh right?
2: yeah, sure it is. Absolutely. It's it's scary. It's the same. It's yeah. You know, it's the same fear that if if they really know who I am, they won't like me anymore. Mm. Yeah. And or the fear, that, you know, I mean, all of those things around coming out to people. It's like I might lose my job. I might, you know, be passed over for the next promotion. I might lose my you know, family. All these things yeah. that that we're afraid might happen. Uh, are what keeps us in the closet. And being in the closet kills the spirit. Got it. It kills the spirit. You, How can you be authentic and at peace with yourself if you're hiding? Yes. If, you're, if your life and your words and everything else are lying about who you are because you're afraid. Absolutely. That's That's a kind of prison. That's...
1: And that's why we need churches like MCC. That's right. The Episcopal, you know, church that says that... affirming congregations. And saying, be strong, you're okay who you are. God is still speaking, right? That's what they say.
2: And, you know, there are lots of churches, well, lots, at least uh, 8 or 10 or 12 or so churches in Ann Arbor and in this area that are actively uh, affirming of LGBT people. You know... Um, and I am
1: so grateful for that. I know? am really exactly. grateful. And so MCC
0: meets on Sundays. Meets yes. on yes.
2: Sunday at 1030 in Broncourt. In right, Braun a, Court. right across from the out bar. Okay. Um, so, you know, you can and go you over And you can just our, come
0: and all are welcome and then... You can go over
2: for breakfast if you want afterwards. <laughs> brilliant.
0: Brilliant. <laughs> yeah.
2: We're... Yes, yes. Anybody is welcome to come to our services. You, you don't have to be... You don't have to, um, you know, believe a certain set of things in order to be a part of MCC. Um, You, you know, we have vastly varying beliefs about things like, you know, what happens to the, Mm -hmm. the juice and the cookie mm-hmm. when we do communion and cookies <laughs> <laughs> and, and, yeah,
1: and juice I'm there <laughs> well
2: you don't want to taste know. these but <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> does
2: styrofoam <have> <laughs> <something> <laughs>
1: okay
3: yeah
2: I have a <laughs> Episcopal yes. priest friend of mine who says that the real miracle of or the mi- real wonder of communion isn't that we say this is the body of Christ is that we say, this is
0: bread. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. What an amazing, amazing a way. Yes. And our great... Uh, yeah.
1: and, and you know what, Fran, I just want to say thank you so much. Thank you okay. for being with us. Taking Absolutely. The time. Absolutely. And, and, and as always, I am always filled with, you know, new knowledge and new information and always inspired. So... Thank you for the well, work I'm, you do. Well, I'm
2: quite willing to come back anytime you want to have me because oh, yes. I like to talk.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and that's perfect for this show. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rand. All right, Gabe. Well, I want to wish you happy travels this that's weekend. That's right. I, I hope
0: they'll come back with some fun stories.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And um, and and good luck. And, and definitely se- send our uh, good wishes to uh, Northern Illinois. That's so, right. We will. We will. Um, and and hopefully the the uh, conference will acknowledge that and absolutely and uh, care for them um and um, and everyone who's in spring break and traveling safe travels oh that's right that is next week i see i don't experience that so i'm not uh <laughs> so i don't i don't know about those timelines so yeah so anybody who's traveling um this uh, uh we, this week or, or uh, anytime soon so can do uh definitely have a good time so um let's end the show so let's just crank the music and um and uh, and we, we're in a, uh, we're, We've lost our outro, so we've got to right. do this live, people. All right, I'm nervous. Go. Thanks
0: for listening to Closet Stuff for close every Wednesday night, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. on WCDN FM and
1: under You can contact by contact us by calling 734-763-3500 or writing to 530 SAB. Ann Arbor, Michigan, 48109.
0: And don't forget our new email address, wcbnclosets at gmail.com. We still have that? Um, (laughs)
1: Great. The the views and uh, opinions expressed are solely those of the speaker and not the opinion of WCBN or their licensees, the regents of the University of Michigan.
0: For Dan Burns and Engineer Arita Bridgermahan, (laughs) I'm Gabe Javier. Remember, be yourself because you don't get to be anyone else.
5: Tel Aviv in Israel. They were very confused. But um, especially when Paul got up on the bar and like kicked everyone's drinks off, that was, that was a good moment. But uh, they all came back the next night. Todd A. from Firewater, and you're listening to WCBN 88.3 FM, Ann Arbor. By the look in the eyes, you can see the inner skies, but you know.